0: I
1: say, can you dig it, put your two hands up like that. Can you dig it? Can, 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 can. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Can You Dig It? Podcast by com. I am Christian Rivas, joined by Jacob Rude. Following... The Lakers preseason win over the Clippers, this is becoming a regular occurrence, I I guess. Uh, if you didn't get enough Lakers-Clippers last year with the NBA just shoving it down everybody's throats, then uh, you will certainly get enough of it this season. Um, what also is becoming a regular occurrence is Taylor Horton Tucker just having these monster games and, and these impressive performances. But uh, before we get into that, before we talk about Anything Lakers-related, how are you doing, Jacob? Rude?
0: Doing a lot better after a uh, Lakers game tonight. I guess both games this weekend. There's, I wasn't ready for the season to come back, but, boy, this is a really fun team um, that, I mean, we've talked about it. They're really deep because, um, I mean, they're top. I mean, LeBron and AD, I don't think, are gonna play in the preseason. Uh their third best player, Alex Caruso, didn't play. Uh but really, I mean, they only played like eight guys tonight. I think they only played about that many, I like think nine on uh Friday. And they still look good. Um it's a weird preseason, couple injuries, but this is this was a lot of fun. This team is a lot of fun. Everything's just better when when the Lakers win. Maybe I maybe I put too much stock into the Lakers victories and whatnot, but uh everything's just a lot more fun when the Lakers win.
1: Yeah, I so to recap, uh the Lakers were without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, uh because they were arresting. They were also without Alex Caruso because he suffered an injury in Friday's game. Doesn't project to be anything long term. Uh but he was definitely out of Sunday night's game. Then Devontae Cakecock and Costa and Antacumpo had excused absences from the team. I'm not going to read into that at all. I just do not have the energy for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But everybody else was available. Um, we saw Marquise Morris make his preseason debut, as well as Contabius Caldwell Pope, uh, two guys that Lakers fans were hoping to have back this season. And You know, if you had your concerns uh, about whether or not they were going to play again this season, there they were on Sunday. Uh, We also saw a Lakers debut from Mark Gasol and didn't exactly explode for like a 20-point game uh, like in his Memphis days, but was effective. And it starts with what we've, it, it started with, I should say, what we've heard all about in training camp thus far and and that's his that's his passing like a a big part of the reason taylor horton tucker and kyle kuzma had these monster nights uh tht scored an nba high uh
0: i was gonna say how long are you gonna go before you mentioned taylor horton tucker's (laughs) night you were burying the lead behind all types of stuff
1: right right we'll talk Uh,
0: about taylor later but we're we're gonna touch (laughs) on the other guys first
1: well okay so tht had it had an NBA high for Sunday night, 33 points uh, followed by RJ Barrett who had 25 points. I did not watch that next game for obvious reason. Um, and then tied with RJ Barrett was Kyle Kuzma who had 25 points. And um, to take no credit away from THT or Kyle Kuzma, I think a big part of the reason uh, they succeeded or at least when they looked their best to me is when they were on the floor with Marcus all because if, you're a Lakers fan that hasn't watched a lot of Raptors in the past few years or just ha- hasn't followed Marc Gasol's career. He's a really, really, really talented passer out of the post. Um, and we saw that today. People like Thd and Kyle Kuzma that move off the ball to try and get theirs uh, are going to thrive playing along him. And I mean, this is even without a guy named LeBron James, who is a pretty good passer, like, uh, the what i saw tonight has got me so excited for whenever lebron james decides to you know show up for the regular season i don't <laughs> care when that is it could be march 3rd and i i it would not matter to me
0: the watching mark gasol pass the ball tonight was honestly to me as much fun as watching Taylor do everything he did tonight um right. the I think the big thing with Mark is that he finds people who cut, and the Lakers have a lot of guys who are good cutters. Kuzma, you mentioned, THT is always active. KCP is a really good cutter. Um, And that was just the guys tonight. Obviously, Caruso, um, LeBron is good at everything. AD is good at everything. Um, Schroeder can get to the rim. So it really. A lot of people talked about this, but this was the first time we could kind of see a little bit in action what uh, Mark Gasol's, I guess, playmaking ability is or passing ability more than anything. And, man, he makes some gorgeous passes. I am so excited to watch him uh, just at the top of the post as players are cutting around him. I said this to, I think, Alex Regla um, on Twitter, but after all those years – in Byron's offense where Robert Sacre or Roy Hibbert would just be standing at the top of the post or like at the top of the key. I mean, just nobody around them. They're just kind of standing there waiting for players to cut, just looking completely like lost and out of place. I am so excited that now we have Mark Gasol in that spot and they have to respect him. He can knock down enough threes they have to come out on them. Um, it just opens up so many other things. This team is like, this, I'm trying not to get too much into like the preseason hype. Right. I think this team is a tier above everyone else right now.
1: I I think um, a lot of what, or a lot of the rhetoric around the Lakers organization, particularly with LeBron James and Anthony Davis last season was a case of uh, pick your poison with LeBron and AD and I thought that was correct as we saw in the postseason and, and throughout the regular season it really is a matter of you know you know keep one of these guys quiet because you're not going to keep both of them quiet um, I think the same can be said this season but to a much larger extent because I think the personnel the Lakers have at the positions they have uh, particularly with Marcus Allen and Dennis Schroeder it is going to be you know, pick your poison around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Cause we, now we have guys that, you know, play better arguably alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis than you know, JaVale McGee and, and Rondo did, um, that didn't end up being a problem because McGee didn't really play in the postseason and, and Rondo turned into like Dennis Schroeder in the postseason. Um, <laughs> But, I what mean, ultimately... Sins, by
0: the way, Rondo turned into Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> you're not wrong, but go on.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think the Lakers, who, by the way, if anybody forgot, won the championship like two months ago, just a little over two months ago. Uh, they got better. And I think they're probably going to be a more cohesive team, at least offensively, than they were last season. And, you know, if you can make if, if you can make the most out of LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the pieces around them offensively and say it aflo- defensively you're you're gonna be a pretty damn good team. so um
0: I just want to add one thing. I think the way this team is deeper and t- i and just more talented is different than maybe say like the bucks right like the the bucks are deep in that they have a ton of role players that are. Pretty similar that they can just keep throwing out there around around Giannis. Now it'll be around Drew Holiday and Middleton. Just a lot of guys that they can rotate through. This Lakers team is deep, but they have guys with multiple skill sets. Like Trez is a lot different than Mark Gasol, and Dennis Schroeder is a lot different than Alex Caruso. And so it's it'll allow them to be able to match up with pretty much any lineup. But it'll also allow LeBron and AD, and really just everybody, uh, it'll afford them rest throughout the season. If a guy's banged up, um, it's next man up, and it's going to be someone that is talented and offers a new threat. I think at times with the with teams like the Bucks, I don't mean to pick on them here, but with teams like the Bucks, it is next man up, and they're really good at it, but the next man does the exact same thing that the – man before him did. We're like, if if Schroeder's the starter this year and he goes down, Caruso comes in, but he does something different than Schroeder. Or if AD needs a rest a game, Trez comes in and he does something much different than what AD did. So it, it's gonna allow the Lakers, and I think we've seen this through the first two games, and really overall it's the thing that it's kind of been my biggest takeaway from this weekend. Is we knew this team would be deep, but it's just kind of how it's playing out on the court um, that has impressed me and has me really excited for for what this season will hold.
1: And it's almost like, to your point, it's almost like a science experiment where the Lakers did this last season with the roster they had and they got the result they wanted. Now, the way they approach the offseason and the way they're going to approach this season is okay. How do we get that same result, but more efficiently? Like, how do we skip the steps or maybe not skip steps, but uh, maybe shorten the process that we got there last season? How do we maximize whatever variables we have in this experiment? And uh, to their credit, I think that's exactly what they did this off season. Uh, I think they're a better team. I know it scared you a little bit how optimistic I am about their chances. but <laughs> still
0: does, but, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm also very optimistic. It's really hard – I mean, even playing devil's advocate with this team is hard because, like, I just don't really know where it goes wrong for this team. Maybe shooting, but, I mean, obviously they're not going to go with – I think they went, like, 18 of 25 tonight from three. Right. That's an outlier. Um, Maybe they won't shoot quite so well. But we saw last season with the talent they had then – that they just needed to be a below-average three-point shooting team, and they won a title. Um, And they got better pretty much across the board this offseason, better and younger. So, I mean, they did all this this weekend without LeBron and AD. It's just really hard. I mean, this this feels like something that can be clipped, and uh, I won't yell like Rockets podcasters, but it's just – I mean – there just aren't a lot of weaknesses with the way this team is with the way this team's constructed. Um, sure things can go wrong. Maybe, I mean, in the playoffs, one week of bad shooting and you're going home. So I certainly don't want to make it seem like this team's unbeatable, but, um, really, I mean, Rob Palenka, the that front office, they did a, a terrific job of shaping this team this year. Um, because this is just a ton of talent and they did it in an off season where they really didn't have a lot of wiggle room Um for them to get all the talent that they did is a testament to the work that they put in. So like, this is going to be a really fun season. I think this team is really, really good. Ultimately the Regular season won't really matter, which I think is an easier pill to swallow this season after we won a title. Um, But come playoff time, I mean, we saw it last year. This team can still logistically go like 10 deep in the playoffs, which again was a big reason why the Lakers were able to win a title last year. So I I keep telling myself, like I hear myself saying these words and I'm like, this is a preseason. (laughs) I, I was like thinking to myself earlier, Uh, watching Talon Horton Tucker. I was like, well, Zach Norvell did this last year, but like, (laughs) obviously this is a lot different. We'll talk about Talon here in a minute, but um, it's really hard now to be excited after what we just watched.
1: Yeah, I think my excitement with this team stems from the fact that I think the question marks I had around this time last season were, you know, outside of, Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma which in hindsight is just kind of a silly statement outside of Danny Green Kyle Kuzma LeBron David, and Anthony Davis um where is that like reliability going to come from where is that that stability going to come from and um you know to Avery Bradley's credit to Dwight Howard's credit um there were a few guys across the roster that just made me look dumb, which isn't very hard to do. But they did it. Um, I mean, I wasn't the only one that that thought they weren't going to contribute at the level they did last season. Excuse me. Uh, this year, I don't feel that. Which, again, given uh, my feelings last season, maybe that is a problem. Maybe my optimism is misplaced. But when you have solid veterans, guys that are proved that have. Proven throughout their careers that they're good at playing their role. Like even if a guy like Marcus all, isn't going to give you like 10 and nine every night, whatever he, the worst version of himself can still play regular season minutes uh, at center. Wesley Matthews is still going to play serviceable defense and knock down some three pointers. And as we saw last season, that's really all you need uh, Mm -hmm. to add a guy like Dennis Schroeder to the mix who I think even if he's not knocking down his three point shots is going to be valuable as a guard that can create his own shot. Um, I would like for his shot to, to continue (laughs) to fall because again, I share the same feelings as you do with, if there is going to be one downfall to this team, it might be shooting. Uh, But we'll see. This is preseason. Take everything with a, I guess, massive grain of salt. Um, but with that being said, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about Taylor Horton Tucker's incredible preseason and uh, how much of it is actually, like, sustainable, I guess. So that'll be us when we get back. They do not hand out preseason MVPs or most they improved should. players. Uh, they handed them out in the bubble, and they hand them out in the regular season, as we see. They just give it to anybody these days. Um but Talon Horton Tucker would be in the running <laughs> for MVP, MIP, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's been great.
0: First uh, team all preseason.
1: <laughs> scored 33 points against the Clippers, uh, and some of those possessions weren't against like the Clippers third stringers. They were against the Clippers starters, oh, yeah. and uh, we saw something similar on Friday. Today, what stood out to me is my thing going into to Sunday's game was, okay, Taylor Horton Tucker looked good on Friday, seemed to just be chucking at, at one point in the game, getting, <laughs> getting his. Um, my thing was, how does he respond to that? Does he maybe take a step back after watching film? Uh, I don't know how much film – you could watch in the preseason or, you know, whatever conversations he had with the coaching staff to dial it back a bit or just double down on it. And the answer was a little bit of both. I think on Sunday, he showed a lot more poise than he did on Friday. The shots that he got were a lot more in the system. And I want to use that lightly because how much of a system can you have at this stage of the preseason with how many new players there are? Uh, but The shots that weren't, you know, quote, unquote, in the system within the flow of the offense were really, really good. Like, they were smart shots to take, especially with the way he was rolling. I was not as bullish on him as a lot of people were after last season. I watched a lot of games uh, with him in the South Bay Lakers. And it's very clear that his footwork is advanced beyond his years. Uh, he obviously has a bunch of moves he can go to when attacking the rim that work most of the time. And he has really long arms and big hands that work to his advantage on the defensive end, but also on offense when, you know, he's backing guys down and basically getting very little lift off of the floor just to, to m- manpower his way to the rim. I, I liked all of his physical tools. I did not know, If the shooting was there, I still don't know if the shooting is there. But everything else he does, like the little things he does, and I feel like I'm talking a little bit about Alex Caruso here, which makes me feel good about him. The little things he does to help the Lakers win or or go on a run is what's standing out to me right now, even more than his scoring numbers, which, again, were very good. Uh, so I guess my question for you, Jacob, is after watching these last two games, how much of what we've seen from Taylor Horton Tucker is sustainable long-term?
0: Well, I just thought of something while you were talking. Um, you throwing out Alex Caruso's name reminded me. Remember the game, the end of the 2018-19 season from Caruso against the Clippers, right? Ironically. <laughs> yeah. Where he went off for like 32 points. He had all kinds of just ridiculous shots. He iced the game. He was burying threes like off the dribble. Tonight reminded me a lot of that game. Um and their stats were similar. Caruso had 32 points, 10 rebounds, five assists that night. Uh Taylen had 33 10 and 4. Um they the, the way they play is somewhat similar. They both are are good defenders. I like had an evil smile when I was in the first quarter when Taylen just took the ball away from Kawhi. <laughs> like uh, like Kawhi does to so many people. Um he his arms are so long. I can it's like a 7-1 wingspan. I can't remember the exact number, but his arms are so long and his hands are so big that um, he just that alone makes him a, a decent defender. But um, he's he's a good defender. He his shot isn't going to fall like it did tonight. Every night, like there was one point. I have the game on right now, um, watching it back. There was a point in the third quarter where he just dribbled into a three pointer. Like that's not sustainable, <laughs> like he's not going to do that. He's not going to bury a contested pull-up three-pointer. But uh, there are aspects to his game that have been there that are growing. Like um, he can get to the rim. He can um, finish That his long arms, allow him to kind of finish around traffic. Um, he's always been a pretty good ball handler. His footwork tonight, he had a couple different step-back jumpers that he hit. He, so obviously I guess the devil's advocate is kind of what I mentioned earlier, just jokingly, but I mean, we, we've seen this before where someone like Zach Norvell looked really good in the preseason last year um, and then was a non-factor. And I think they ended up like waiving him or revoking his two-way deal, however you want to word that. Um, And to, to sign Kaycock The difference is uh, THT has done or has shown like steps along the way. You mentioned last season in the G League, he showed some flashes. In the bubble is where things really, I think, kind of turned. I was never as high on him then in the bubble, like getting minutes because that was going to be the playoffs and that's a whole different animal. I've been. I don't know if bullish is the word, but like I have thought he was going to play a role in this rotation all season long. I think he's just proving that he's going to be in the rotation during the preseason. Like these last two games and particularly on um, Sunday, probably the best versions of Taylor and Horton Tucker you're going to get. They're really damn good. <laughs> like 33, 10 and four on 11 of 17 shooting is a really good version of any player. But um, I still think he does a lot of, like you said, the little things that will help him stay in the rotation. A lot like with Caruso, even when his shot isn't falling, there's little little things he'll do either defensively. Caruso's a really smart player, whether it's cutting, setting screens, various things like that. Um, there's things like that that keep guys in the rotation, and Talon does that. I mean, he had 10 rebounds as a point guard. Uh, Four steals, like those types of things are what keep you in the rotation, even if your shot isn't falling, even if you're struggling offensively. So the Lakers' backcourt isn't quite as crowded this year. Um, I think Quinn Cook's pretty – I mean, obviously he was the last guy signed, so I think he's kind of on the outside looking in ultimately. So you're looking at Schroeder, Caruso, In terms of, like, backcourt guys, I see Wes as more of a wing. I don't know that THT will be competing directly with him for too many minutes. So you're looking at Schroeder, Caruso, KCP, THT, uh, unless I'm forgetting someone as a a guard there. So I think he'll factor into the rotation. I also think this season's going to be a really odd one that is going to require a lot of depth. So... That was a long way of, I guess, of me saying that I think this is legit. Um, this isn't like a flash in the pan. Where did this come from, type of thing? There's been steps along the way where we've seen him getting better and better, and this seems to be—I don't want necessarily say a culmination, but this just seems to be one of the next steps, albeit like like I said, an idealized version of what he could be. But um, I still think he'll he'll factor into this team. Um, and he'll play a role in this season, I think.
1: And I think if you're a Lakers fan, the thing you should feel good about when watching Taylin, uh as opposed to some of the G League guys we've seen in the past, like um, like a Jabari Brown or a Vander Blue or even Ooh. Zach Norvell last season, uh, guys that showed flashes, guys that showed that they had some NBA skill. Um, I think the thing you have to like about Talon is that his impact doesn't s- start and end with his best skill, um, mm-hmm. which, I mean, in fairness to him, we don't even know what it is yet. Like his best skill right now is being active, is being coachable. And sometimes as we've seen, you know, even with players like Kyle Kuzma, who was as, as I think people forget a lot of the time was the Talen Horton Tucker uh, before Talon Horton Tucker was the guy that Lakers fans were really excited about and we're projecting this super high ceiling for him. Um, so, you know, players don't always live up to the hype. I think Talon Horton Tucker has a good chance to live up to the hype because of all of the aforementioned reasons, because even if he doesn't score 33 points per game, which I don't expect him to, if he does,
0: <laughs> Sure. It'd be nice if he did.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, like this season might not finish anyway, but it definitely won't finish if Taylor Horton Tucker's average averages 33 points per game, everyone might just go back and try again next season or the nets might say, okay, everybody help us get together and put together a trade package for James Harden. We need to defeat this evil together. Um, but beyond that, uh like jokes aside, I think Taylor's a really talented player. Uh, I think the support he has from his teammates we saw how excited LeBron James was getting uh, when he was going off i I mean, I was LeBron James on my couch watching the game, which is probably the closest I'll ever feel to being <laughs> LeBron James. Um, he's good, man i am I am very, very excited about what he has in store this season. I think to dial it back a little bit though, if if there's one thing I'm skeptical about, it is his shooting. Like yeah, if you were to look at his shooting stats from last season, if it wasn't under the rim, it did not go in for, for Talen. And <laughs> I know there were reports that he was working with lethal shooter, uh, the famous Instagram, Twitter shooting coach, um, not to do, not to like minimize him down to that. He's obviously uh, a very famous shooting coach that a lot of players respect and work with. But um, he is a well-known shooting coach. Um, I don't know how much I expected Taylan to advance in the essentially two-month break he got away from basketball. This is usually a time that is huge for second-year guys having that break from you know, even if you're a team that wins the finals, having that break from June to September to work on your game is ginormous. And we see people make those leaps in the off season. Talon didn't have that. Talon really didn't have summer league last season or the preseason. He's kind of just been thrown into this. And I think he's responded really well again. And another quality that you look at and you say, all right, well, maybe the Lakers do have something in this kid. Maybe this is, you know, another diamond in the rough for them
0: it's uh it's interesting to think you you mentioned him basically just having two months to to work in the off season uh kind of thinking to the bubble i wonder how much he treated that almost as an off season in terms of development right cuz he was with obviously with the team that whole time aside from I think that one Rockets game when Frank Vogel had his greatest heat check ever and threw in Taylen, and he was successful, um, he didn't really factor obviously into the rotation. I think a fair amount of the games he was inactive. So I wonder to what degree he used that as an off season type of thing to just work on his development. Um, I mean, I think, if we're giving credit to coaches as well, I mean, obviously Phil Handy deserves something because it's not a coincidence that wherever he goes, these prospects take make marked improvements. Like, it's obviously not a coincidence anymore. I think it was really big that the Lakers held on to him. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you as well in terms of. I mean, flat out, he's not going to shoot like this consistently. Um, I'd be surprised if he had another night where he made four or five three-pointers. Right. Um, but, I mean, he was feeling himself tonight, and it was fun to watch. But, uh, I mean, again, we mentioned all the all the reasons why him shooting well isn't a necessity for, for him getting time on the floor. Um, I think – Like I said, in in a guard rotation that's a lot thinner this year, um, I think he'll factor in he can be that fourth guard off the bench. Um, And if you think back to last year, how often they ran like three guard lineups or stuff like that, um, there are ways to get Talon onto the floor. Um, But kudos to him for – basically forcing his way into the rotation. It certainly sounded like even before these last two nights, I mean, the Lakers have been high on him. Uh, I know there have been quotes about Frank Vogel essentially being harder on him because they have expectations for him this year, which is probably all you need to know in terms of whether you think he'll play or not. Um, If the head coach has expectations for him, like, then he's playing. So, like... Uh, that alone should give you optimism that he's going to play. But um, him going out there and playing like this basically forces the the coaches to play him. So ultimately, I don't think right now that he's going to play over any of the other three guys ahead of him. But, like, he distanced himself from Quinn Cooks, and he's clearly the fourth guard right now and stuff like that. So it's baby steps, which has kind of been what Taylen Horton Tucker's Um, pro career has been so far. It's they're also able to do that because he's crazy young. He's still, I think, only 20 years old, 19 years
1: old. He's been 20 for like two weeks.
0: Yeah. So, um, he's still crazy young. So to see a 20 year old doing this is, is wild. It's, uh, as if there was any other reason for us to be excited. Honestly, when I was like thinking about, in the off season, like in the preseason about why I'm excited about this team. I mean, I expected Taylor Horton Tucker to contribute. He was not anywhere like in the top 20 reasons yeah. why I was excited about this team. And he's been through the first weekend, probably the number one reason to be excited about the the Lakers in the preseason. So uh, just another wrinkle to this team that, uh, another talented contributor that they can throw out there. And again, another guy who does brings different things to the table than a KCP. He, he, uh, he has a longer wingspan, a little, or he's, uh, maybe not quite the shooter, but does some of the other stuff. So just another, uh, another wrinkle to this team that is already a super fun team. It, and I, I jokingly said, if we're going with overreactions here, did, uh, did the Lakers make a mistake in extending LeBron James to take minutes away from THT? <laughs> I so not
1: joking, I think the real issue the Lakers are going to run into with Taylor Horton Tucker is the length of his contract because with the way with the cap situation that they were in when they completed that Anthony Davis trade last season, they were limited to the amount of years they could offer THT. Uh, And he'll be a restricted free agent next summer. Like we're going to get two years of THC. He's going to average the 33 points per game we're talking about. And all of a sudden the Lakers are looking at a good problem. Maxing out another guy. They might not get Giannis, but they're, they're going to get THC. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look, I, uh, I never anticipated this preseason would at any point go in the direction of us worrying about Taylor Horton Tucker's (laughs) contract situation. Uh, they had a similar quote-unquote problem with Jordan Clarkson, and they kept him around for a while. But um, it'll be interesting to see down the line. He's still a restricted free agent. I know that there's a lot of caveats there. not too worried about that yet, because hopefully he'll be two-time NBA champion, Taylor Horton Tucker, by the time he hits restricted free agency. Right. Uh, So much
1: hype for a team that hasn't even rolled out their regular <laughs> starters yet, LeBron James or the and two best is, players
0: in the NBA. Yeah,
1: it is insane. Um, I don't know if we'll see LeBron or AD against the Suns uh, if Chris Paul plays, maybe. But I mean, otherwise, we'll be back at this on Tuesday, or I should say, uh, the Lakers will be. Or is it Wednesday? Um, it is know.
0: Wednesday. They play the Suns Wednesday and Friday, and then that will be. Another end of their preseason. And it's
1: regular season basketball, December 22nd, as we're all used to, the first day of the NBA season, December <laughs> 22nd. Uh, I'm really, I, as much as I was kind of dreading the season coming back uh, this soon, Taylor Horton Tucker has given me the third <laughs> wind I needed, and uh, I'm hyped. So thank you guys all for listening. Uh, hop on the Talon Horton T- Tucker hype train before it's too late. Seats are running out quickly. Uh, and, it, I mean, if you're, if you're not sold right now, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, thanks, you all, for listening, and, and we'll be back next week.